This is the Hitchless Kids Podcast. I'm Gage. I'm Ashley. Jesus Christ. So how's it going, babe? What are you doing? Awkward as usual. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen in Game of Thrones? Oh, God. I don't even know at this point. Everyone's going to die. Yeah, it really just seems like everyone's going to die at this point. If you haven't seen the show, spoilers. I'm, I don't even know if we'll say any spoilers, but I'm just... No, I don't think we should say spoilers, but... No, but... I mean, I got, like... If you know anything about the show, like, you know it's not going to have a happy ending. It's no. not a happy beginning. No, it doesn't. So, like, yeah, everyone's going to die. It's definitely what it seems like. I mean, the shit Cersei pulled in the last episode, that's going to be rough. Yeah. That's going to be rough. But, anyways, so, we found, well, you found an article that, that kind of peaked a you know, your interest that maybe you kind of want to talk about. Yeah, it popped up on, um, what's it called? My Google Now? Is that what it is? Yeah, I think so. Google so Now. So if you're an Android user, you know what that is. But basically, it's just like a news feed of whatever news topics are relevant that week. And so I saw this really interesting one, and it was on Market Watch called when wives earn more than their husbands their marriage is less likely to last yeah which i doesn't surprise me that's pretty common i mean i feel like that's there's still a lot of people in that headspace i also feel like though that this article in particular was trying to push an agenda and i don't know how factual that actually is well, you know? well, yeah, but I definitely would say it's probably like a, it's a decent amount. I mean, here, like I'm sure, I'm sure that um, like the stigma is still true in most couples that like the man is supposed to be the breadwinner yeah. of the home. Like, like I'm sure that stigma is true and everything. I could give a shit less. Yeah, like I really don't care like i i would prefer you make more money than me i like just to make more money in general i don't care how much money anyone makes as long as there's money well and it's not it's not even like you want me to make more money because like you're lazy and complacent and don't want to no no that's not like that's not what it is you just like it doesn't matter who who's making the money as long as yeah, someone is. Which I guess, you know? like, if you're if you're both on the same page and you're both kind of see marriage as a traditional type of thing, and like the the woman wants to stay home and take care of the kids while the man's out providing, then fine. But the way I see it is like the more people who provide, the better, and like the actual dollar amount, it doesn't really matter because at the end of the day, it all goes in the same place. At least for us, like with joint bank account and everything, like we got a joint bank account like really fast when we first moved in together, pretty much. Yeah, which is kind of uncommon. Yeah. Most people don't combine finances until after marriage with good reason. I oh, mean, yeah, for sure. Like if if you do combine finances before marriage and it doesn't work out, like one party can drain the bank account and... There's no, like, logistics or paperwork behind it. Yeah. But. Wasn't really worried about it. I don't know. I wasn't worried about it. 
No, because I knew that, like, if we broke up, I wasn't going to do that to you. Like, I was going to give you whatever you needed. And I, well, and I would have never done that to you. Right. And right. I had confidence in that. But, like, when we got joint bank accounts, it made everything a lot easier. Because For sure. we were living together. We had the same bills. Like, our bills were the same. Like, I don't understand those people, like, who've been together for ages. And, like, they're practically married. And they still have separate bank accounts. I don't understand how It how works, works for some people. I mean, I... Yes. We we can't judge because I'm not judging. I just don't understand how that works. Everybody's circumstance is different. Yeah, I mean, especially if you make like a lot of money, there's always multiple bank accounts for, and then I can understand that. And sometimes like, like the, the whoever's making the most money will have a separate bank account or whatever. But I I have a problem with that too, though, because. That, to me, in my opinion, is, like, financial infidelity. Like, you should be open and honest with what money you do have and how much you spend and everything when you're in a marriage. Yeah, well, that's why, like, joining our bank accounts was just the easy, was just the easy way to go for us. Yeah. Because... It was like we we didn't want to have to focus on like, okay, how much money do you have right now and how much money do I have right now? And then we try to add it up and figure out how much money we have. It's like it was Yeah, done. and like, oh, you're going to be responsible for paying car insurance and utility bills, but then I'll cover the mortgage or rent yeah, or Yeah, or it's whatever. just like, oh, I don't care. I'm not buying it, but like Ashley can buy it. It's like, no. No. It's, it's all the same. It's all the same. It is all the same. Like you – like for – I, that's why I have a hard time understanding people who've like been together for a long time who still have separate bank accounts. Cause it's like, where's the mistrust coming from somewhere? And cause you hear it a lot. You hear people who don't have joint bank accounts and you say it and they get defensive real quick. They get, they get defensive and they're like, they're like, no, I don't want her all up on my money and all that stuff. It's like, what are you talking about? Like if you're married or going to marry her or, or I guess... If you're not married, that it's fine. But if yeah, you're married, but if you're married, like why, why does it matter if, if the if the oh my hell I can't talk, <laughs> if the other party is on the person's bank account and seeing everything you're spending on, unless there's like some sort of mistrust or you're hiding something. Yeah. And the whole notion of like, oh, I make the most amount of money. I, I don't want my significant other to spend it all. Like, that's just conversations you have to have and set boundaries between the both of you, between the, you know, all the money, not just like, you know, I'm making the most money. You can't spend it all or whatever. Like, that's not necessarily how it needs to go. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but like, if your spouse is just like, spending all the money and everything and like draining the bank account and that's why you feel like it the finances need to be separate then you need to sit down with your spouse and have a long hard conversation because like tough love here but your spouse needs to grow up and we've had those conversations before we have we have because you i'm not i'm not blaming you but in very in the past in very stressful and you know, some of like some very stressful times we had for a stress reliever for you was online shopping. Oh, absolutely. It was getting a package in the mail. No, I know this. And I, the difference now is I recognize that that's a trigger for me when I'm stressed. And so I just like stay away from 
all online shopping when I know I'm stressed because yeah. it's like one of those impulses that I can't control. Yeah, and even then, I, like even those times where th- that would happen, I never saw it. It was like, man, she's spending all my money. It was never like that because it's, at the time I was spending all our money. Yeah, that's yeah. how you thought about yeah, it. Yeah, it was always like our money, and because when it paycheck of mine comes in, like it gets direct deposited, I don't look at it, I don't see it, I don't pay attention to it. It doesn't matter. Like I don't need to look at it. I don't need to take a few cup, uh, you know, hundred bucks or so from it in cash and keep it yeah. so that I can buy stuff for me. Like no. I, I don't even know when I get paid half the time. I can never remember what time's my week. So I just like. Well, I mean, part of that too is because you're not into the budgeting thing. True. And I am. And so like, yeah, you may not know when you get paid and how much it is and everything, but people who are into personal finance and budgeting yeah, and Yeah, they want to know all that. They know down to the dime. Yeah, I just trust you. So it's just like easier for just. But you I to also communicate it. with you what's going on, and yes. I even yes, though do. you don't want to be involved in the budgeting, I make you be involved. Yeah, which is fine because I still like knowing where we're at. Well, in the past, when you have put it like one hundred percent on me, and there was just zero communication mm-hmm. about it, that was almost too much pressure for me. And we have wound up in shitty situations because all of the budgeting was on one person. Right. Like, it should be a mutual thing. Like, any budgeting decision that's right. over a certain dollar amount, whatever that is in your marriage, should be talked about. You right. Know? And I feel like we do a pretty good job of that for the most part. Especially yeah. now. We've gotten now. better. It's now we something do. that we've had to work on. But, like, as it goes for, like, whose money is whose and who makes more money, it's never really mattered. No, no. Here, let's pull up that article again because there were some really interesting statistics in there. Yeah. um, So this article started out of it kind of was interviewing, it seemed like, men who were responding to this. And this one guy said, my wife has always earned more money than me. And for a while, it absolutely killed our sex life, which is super interesting to me. What? Which I can understand because, like, if if the guy, if the male is having, you know, self-conscious issues when it comes to, like, making money, if he's providing, which I know I've worked with people like that before who – when their wife was making was when their wife was working a lot and making more money like they just didn't feel useful they felt almost worthless so okay my question to you like do you think that that is caused from like an ego thing or do you think it's more caused from like they feel like they're not providing enough for the family, and so they feel like a failure. I think a little bit of both, because I think a lot of, especially a lot of men in those uh, mindsets, I mean, there is there is quite a bit of ego there to it. It's, you know, they want to be, you know, the man of the house, and, like, they want to, you know, be the guy who provides. But, uh, yeah, and then it is also just a providing thing, because I think it is just kind of genetically built into our DNA that, you know, men provide, you know, not all men, but like it, it's been like that for hundreds of thousands of years since any kind of human people have been alive. It's 
the men provide and the women, you know, take nurture. care of her, nurture and take care of, you know, the house or whatever, as you will. Well, that's just a, I mean, yes, it part of it is in our DNA, but a lot of that is just societal norm mm-hmm. from tens of thousands of years. Yeah, it definitely doesn't need to be that way anymore. That we're just now trying to break in the 21st century. Right. You know? Yeah, it definitely doesn't. And that was the thing is like growing up, my mom always made more money than my dad. Not like a lot, but she always made more money. And my dad never had a problem with it. And like I just grew up knowing that like it doesn't matter really where the money comes from as long as the money comes in and you know, you're financially stable. That is so fascinating to me, though, that it would affect sex. Like, yeah, I mean, I it doesn't know. surprise me. It does not surprise me because, um, you know, if you if a man feels kind of like his manhood is kind of taken away, like there's it's taking like, like almost the whole manhood away, and it'll make sexual arousal probably a lot difficult, especially because there is. I feel like there's probably some resentment as well when the male probably feels like his manhood is threatened that he's like i feel like there's going to be resentment there because i've i have felt this way before about some certain things like a long time ago when i was a lot more immature and stuff like that and i like i've grown and learned about different things but there is some slight resentment that happens that will absolutely kill you know sexual arousal towards your partner which is a stupid thing but like it's extremely common like, it sounds dumb, but... And I guess that's the whole argument for a lot of these social justice warriors and stuff. Like, you know, saying that there needs to be equal rights with women and men in the workplace and stuff like that. Which, not getting into that, you can say whatever you want about that. But as it goes for, like, who makes more money, I, I don't think it should matter. No. Um, let's see. What else did this say? Well, it, the, so the article goes on and says... Approximately 38% of wives earn more than their husbands, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, and according to the U.S. Census Bureau, that does not make some that does make some couples uncomfortable. When a wife makes more than her husband, the income the couple reports, the wife is 1.5% points lower on average than her actual income, but 2.9% points higher than her husband. That's interesting. So they're skewing. The numbers to even make it look lower than it actually is. Right. So, 38%, like when that's when a lot. women report what their income is, they're reporting, they're reporting it lower. Yeah, one point five percent lower than what they normally would. That is so interesting. So that just goes to show that women, or the women who are a part of this study, um, feel guilt when yeah. they make more money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure that's probably fairly common as well because I think a lot of women probably understand where a lot of their husbands are coming from because, like you said, social norms. Like, it's been that way for all of time, and I think we're learning now that it doesn't have to be. And honestly, men should just kind of get over it because at the end of the day, it it doesn't really matter. Unless you're, like, one of those douchebags who, like, signs a prenup before you get married, then maybe... Okay. It's a pretty understandable. In some people's defense. Yeah, if you're like a billionaire. If you're like a billionaire, you should probably sign a prenup. Yeah, like Jeff Bezos. As soon as him and his wife, their divorce gets final, she'll become the richest woman on the planet. Oh, that's rough. Yeah, she gets, I think, $80 billion. 
just Holy from divorcing shit. Jeff Bezos. But she kind of deserves it because she was there before all of it started. Like, oh. she was there from the get-go. She yeah. was in the long nights with him and all that stuff. If you're, like, helping build them to where yeah. they're at now. Yeah, I don't know how much like she helped, but she was definitely there. Well, no, that's what I mean. If they started with nothing and were married for however long, she's a part of that, you know? Right. But if you're already marrying somebody wealthy and you're only married to them for, like, a couple years, get a divorce, then I feel like that's not really fair. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's fair. I mean, it is kind of crazy that, like, the guy has so much money that as soon as they divorce, his wife will be the richest person, richest woman on the planet. I did find this part of the article interesting. Um, Going back to that guy that um, was talking before, he said um, his relationship ran into difficulty because of how his wife handled their disparity in income. His wife made $180,000 a year, and um and she was the one who always had the final word when it came to vacations, where they ate dinner and other household bills. The kids would ask her for money, and when they said, when she said no, they'd respond, fine. Oh, my gosh. They'll I respond, can't. fine. I'll ask Dad then. Um, and she would snort, yeah, sure. He's got a higher-paying job and happy things improve, and happily things improved. So she was kind of... So, so she wasn't handling it. No, and you don't want... Right. I don't think you want to do that either. Neither think, spouse should. No. Like, whether whether the man is making more money or the woman... No, you absolutely no should, should not. No one should hold money over their spouse's head. No. That's ridiculous. And that's going to cause... Divorce, like as hundred percent. And in this article, it says that um, the risk of divorce is nearly thirty-three percent higher when the husband isn't working a full-time job or you know making less money. In turn, is what it's saying. And like I, I think that's so crazy. I mean, obviously, if you, if your spouse isn't carrying their weight and they're just being lazy because they think they can just kind of skate away, that's different. But like if they're still working. You know, and still making money. I don't really think that number of money should impact how the relationship goes. Well, and even like the stay-at-home dad thing too. Yeah, I guess because that's that's becoming a lot more of a norm now. And if you if you have one spouse that chooses to stay home, what whichever spouse that is, it doesn't matter if it's the mom or the dad. There should be no guilt about that either. Right. Because whatever spouse is at home raising the kids, like, that's a full-time job in itself that doesn't get paid, Yeah, you know? For sure. And, yeah, you just, yeah, you just shouldn't hold it over and, again... That's just toxic. Yeah, and it's not going to end well. It will not. It's going to end in a divorce. So, I mean, it's probably just something that you need to work on with your spouse if that is an issue and just kind of i mean you just have to talk about it you have to have open dialogue that luckily we've had about i mean we've talked about money many times oh yeah we're pretty open with it yeah we weren't always though i mean no i think there's always that adjustment period like you have to and it takes a few years too i think before you know you kind of I mean, we probably still don't even have it all the way figured out, especially like, you know, hopefully in time we'll make more money and there'll be more financial responsibilities that we'll have and need to, you know, address in the future. But I mean, it just, you just need to look at it as equal 
equal housing income. Right, because it, as long as you're sharing a bank account, like it all goes to the same bank account. So why does it matter which spouse makes more or less? Right. No, it it definitely doesn't. And just making a joint bank account that was like one of the like because before we had lived together for a little bit before we did the joint bank account for like what five months five six months maybe something like that but and it was even difficult then like it was always like we were always constantly asking ourselves like how much money do you have or or and we weren't even paying rent or anything at that time yet so when we had the opportunity when we moved to denver and we like got in our own place it was like, let's get a bank account. We'll just do it jointly. It'll Made be so it much easier. so much easier. Yeah. But it's not that way for everyone. But it's hard for me to wrap my brain around why that is. Like, why do people who don't do the joint bank account thing, what's the why behind it? That's what I want to know. I think it could be, you know, some people maybe didn't grow up as fortunate and didn't have as much money and so like when they start making their own money it's they're very attached to it it's one of those things where they're they feel obligated that it needs to stay with them because they they haven't experienced maybe handling money as often you know well they probably just weren't taught like yeah how to handle money or anything. I also wonder if it's a control thing too for some people. I'm sure for some people it's probably like control. maybe if they didn't have much control in their childhood or something. This would have been a good question to ask Instagram, but we didn't. Yeah, we should have. Yeah. I didn't think about it. No, this this would have been a good poll. I mean, it's too late now. We're not going to do it and report back next episode. No, but if you do have any feedback on Yeah, on we'd, love this to, topic, we, and we'd love to know what everybody else does too. Because, I mean, we don't know a ton of young couples who are married or, yeah. you know, so... It would be interesting to see kind of what other people do and how they handled it. Yeah, what does our generation do as a married couple? Yeah. Because, like, you hear a lot of our generation who aren't married and, like, what a piece of shit our generation is, (laughs) according to everybody. But I'd be interested to hear how married couples handle their finances when they're close to our age. Yeah. Which another interesting thing too, don't have the article pulled up and I'm going to give you some bro science facts that like... Bro science facts. Yeah. So some along the lines of millennials in 2018 made more money, you know, per, you know, per population of, of generation, made more money than any other generation. That doesn't surprise me at all. And that's the one thing that we, we've talked about a lot. You know, everyone gives our generation, the millennials, a really hard time because they say that they don't want to work and they're not hardworking. And I disagree with that. I just think, and we talked a little bit about this last episode or two episodes ago, that I think just the the definition of work is just changing. They're finding easier, different ways to make money. And not only do they make money, they make a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah, I think the other generations are having a hard time with it just because it's not like labor intensive work. Like a lot of the trades are kind of dying off because everything is going digital, digital and like automated. And, yeah. A lot of people are making more money in the like social media world and digital space. And that's where the new jobs are. And that's where all the income 
his yeah, money. Yeah, they, they make they make good money. So it's just kind of a... I mean, just work smarter, not harder, I guess. Yeah. Well, should we do the unpopular opinion? Let's do it. I have an unpopular opinion. My very own po- unpopular opinion. Okay. Maybe uh, we can do a couple this time. All right. Avengers Endgame. Was trash. Was kind of lame. <laughs> so, okay, the movie was good. I, like, the movie was very well put together. It was just like any other Avengers movie. You know what you're getting. But the plot, like, the plot was kind of dumb. Again, spoiler warning, because this, I'm actually going to talk about things. Like, they're big spoilers. I'm not. But, like. Yeah, so if you haven't watched the movie yet, Yeah, skip you can over. just cut the podcast here if you want. But, so. <sighs> I didn't like the time machine thing. I thought that was the most unoriginal, least creative idea. It's like, oh, ever Thanos killed half the population in the universe. Oh, I know what we could do: build a time machine. It's like, well, yeah, you could build a time machine for every plot of every movie ever and fix this situation. Yeah. Like that's what they're gonna do: is build a time machine. And, and they- like, I can't. I can't decide if I was so salty about this one because I'm, like, so sick of the Marvel movies Extreme at this point. Sick and so, like, my expectations are pretty damn high at this point if they want to impress me. But I just felt like it was so cheesy. Like, I know it's a superhero movie. I know it's supposed yeah. to be cheesy. But it just... Oh, God. The part. The part... Well, and when they like open the portals and yeah, they're and they about through, yeah. the big battle, it was just so bad. Gee, yeah, and I mean, I know every a lot of people are annoyed by Captain America, but he just drove me nuts this this thing. And he had a good ending. I liked his ending, but I don't know. Just it, I just didn't think it was a very original idea. It was kind of a cop out. It was just like, oh, what can we do to keep this going? Time machine. That's what we'll do. We'll get a time machine and go back in time. It, it, I don't know. Yeah. I thought it was weak. I thought they could have came up with something else. And like the last half hour, 45 minutes of the movie, it did get really good and really moving. Like I got emotional that last part. But the first two to two and a half hours of the movie... I was bored. Like, even though there was a lot of action and stuff going on, it just didn't catch me. And they were doing a lot of, like, sympathizing with all the characters, and, like, I get it. Yeah, I thought... For three hours, it didn't need to be three hours. It 100% did not need to be three hours. No, and Infinity War... Was awesome. ...was a three-hour movie, and I went into that with pretty low expectations, too, and I was blown away. Yeah, it was great. That didn't feel like a three-hour movie. This Endgame felt like a three-hour movie. Yeah. And I think just at the point that you know Marvel's at now, it doesn't matter what they make. People are going to love it, and it's going to make a ridiculous amount of money. Well, yeah, it's like Fast and Furious. Yeah, which that's a whole other thing we can talk about. But, <laughs> like, they're going to make the money that they need, and everyone will love it. But I'm... Just glad they're over. Except I saw the trailer for Sp- the new Spider-Man today. You did? Yeah, it came out today. Oh, I haven't watched it. And what are your thoughts? I mean, I'll pro. I mean, again, I'm probably gonna see it. I don't know if I'll go see it, but I'll definitely watch it. Yeah. Cause like I definitely I like Spider-Man. I thought it was good, but it does take place after Endgame, so I mean that might be kind of interesting. 
So what, do you have an unpopular opinion? I'm trying to find another one, but all of these are super lame. But I want to do one more. If masturbating is murder, then periods are too. What? What? <laughs> oh, masturbating that... is murder because, like, you're ejaculating, so it's like killing all those babies. Oh, my God. We're not even going to go there. <laughs> Okay. Um, Ooh. Unpopular opinion. I feel like this is pretty popular. Netflix shows and movies should have a comment section. They absolutely should. I think Netflix should have a like and dislike rating. I really do. I mean, I, they, people will abuse it for sure, but like, I want to know what people are watching and what people like. Like, I liked when they had the stars, stars at least, because then you could rate it. If you didn't like it, but now they just have the like. Yeah, but it doesn't even really affect what they show you. They're, so their algorithm works. Like if you look, it'll say like 98% match. Yeah. That means that the, the algorithm is automatically matching that show or movie to you based on other stuff you watch. Doesn't matter if, if other people watch it or if it's good or not, just like by the subject matter that you're watching. So you don't really know if people like it. And like there is a like button on there, but it doesn't affect anything. Well, and there's not a dislike button, like you said. So I want there to be a like and dislike. So positive that, and negative yeah, feedback. Because like some of these shows like you go into like Lost in Space. Like I went into it and it looked so good and then like halfway through I'm like, This is one of the dumbest shows I've ever seen. I don't even remember what And it was a ninety nine percent match and I was actually super pumped is. to watch it. No, I was a shock. I don't even think you watched it. Oh you yeah. Didn't. I napped. Yeah, you never watched it. I know, that's a shock. I'm always napping. So I I would like that because I know a lot of other people didn't like it either. But like Netflix was like, Watch this, you're gonna love it and it was just dumb. And it was, if I could see that other people didn't like it, then I wouldn't even bother. Man, we are just rambling on Yeah, now. we are. Should we wrap it up? Yeah, let's wrap it up. Take it away. Well, I'm so good at taking it away. You know this. Yeah. <laughs> All right. If you're on iTunes, give us some stars and share the podcast with your friends if your friends listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, we have Instagram. At Hitched as Kids. We, right? yes, at Hitched as Kids. We're doing like the weekly poll thing and. Yeah, so if you want to contribute, but like you don't want to be that first person to email, we get it. I wouldn't want to be the first person to email either. You can just like go through our Instagram stories and vote yeah. through polls that we periodically post yeah and we'll do like the ask a question thing too and that way we can digress and talk about it um and then we are on what all are we on spotify google podcasts um all the cast apps basically um itunes and spotify are really the main and of course anchor anchor yep who is sponsoring this podcast i'm just kidding that's just who we use to host our site but all right but anchor if you want to sponsor us we wouldn't be mad (laughs) all right we'll see you guys next tuesday and thank you everybody for listening bye